said, there's a ton of everyone. That was my pitch. We are living in a world on fire, full of sickness, disease, and fear. The world has made profit more important than the health of people. Thankfully, we still have a way back to a healthy spirit, mind, and body. The purpose of this Nature Makes the Rules podcast is to let people of all ages know that they can still have a strong and healthy life, no matter what the rest of the world is saying or doing. We invite you to join us, Dr. Joe and Eileen, for the Nature Makes the Rules podcast. Well, I want to welcome the audience back to another episode of the Nature Makes the Rules podcast with Joe and Eileen Arvey. And uh, guys, uh, it's good to be back with you today and uh, second episode of the podcast here. And at this time of year, it's it's kind of timely. We're just um, you know, in the aftermath of the, uh, the after, or sorry, back to school, I should say, but also you know, that little Halloween holiday coming up where people don't always eat the healthiest, which also then gives way to some other holidays thereafter that, you know, a lot of times leaves people making New Year's resolutions. And so today, interestingly enough, we're going to be talking about how your child can eat their way to a smarter brain. I'm sure some adults are going to learn some things from this as well. But Joe and Eileen, great to be with you. What are we talking about today? Tell us all about this topic of eating your way to a smarter brain. So... Children's brains are constantly developing. Um, there's a fancy word out there called neuroplasticity. And um, life can either have a positive neuroplastic input or it can have a negative neuroplastic input, especially with now being fall and kids are going back to school. Um, research says that between the ages of zero or one to age 25, the brain is constantly developing, 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 developing. Bible says, you know, raise up a child the way they should go. And when they're old and uh, paying for their own cell phone, they will not depart from the truth. So, you know, literally when, with, with our practice of the last 30 years, we really want to help parents know what kind of food to feed these kids so that they, A, smile, they behave themselves, they focus in school, but also they feel good, look good, and be good about themselves. So food is America's drug. And so basically, and as children, they pretty much are stuck eating whatever mom and dad buys and what mom and dad make, or mom makes, let's just be truthful here, whatever mom makes, whatever mom buys. And so we just thought we would do something on food, how to literally feed your child, feed yourself in a way that makes what technically you would say a positive neuroplastic input, or just simply makes your brain happy because a happy brain is a happy human at every age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we would, we'd do things like, Write down your your five yes. favorite meals. And so the kids would write down their five favorite meals or they would go, oh, this looks fun. And then we would take it apart technically and um, find a better way to make it. We'd find, you know, we'd use butter or we would use, um, you know, coconut oil or something. So we would take the food and we'd make it better so that they got to eat what they liked. Right. But it was in a good version. And we've we've done that our kids' whole lives. Yeah. Let me let me talk on that. So you can't wing this. You can't you can't wing food. So we would do we would say, OK, um, what we'd Eileen and I, Eileen, would, we'd say, OK, each child, what's your favorite thing for breakfast? And we'd write it down. What's your favorite thing for snacks? We write it down. What we think lunch, snack, dinner. So when we would make the list, Eileen, again, she took all this on. Um, we at least knew that we were buying food that our children wanted to eat. I mean, 
it's so many times as parents, we go and buy all the healthy stuff, right? But no one wants to eat it, okay? Husbands, you won't eat it either, and that's not fair. So we would actually ask them, what do you want to eat? And then we would go and make the healthiest. So if they wanted cereal, fine. We would just find the healthiest cereal. If they wanted whatever to go with that or whatever, you know, for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. So at least they are taking their favorite food with them to school or and, and that and again we could control what was in the ingredients. We could control whether there was red dye forty or red whatever, because the dyes would affect our our daughter's brain, our children's brains greatly. You know, having a, a child with that was experiencing seizures the first 15, 17, 20 years of her life, you know, we had to know what would make that brain happy and what would make that brain sad and what worked or for her, we would send work. her into a grandma. Yeah, or send her into a seizure because food can send you into a seizure. Food can make you grumpy. Food can make you moody. Food can affect everything. So that's what, basically what we learned, and that's what Eileen would do. And, and uh, you know, we just try to do our best with that. Guys, if yeah. I could, I want to interject something here. You know, it's it, it seems to me, and, you know, you guys have four kids. We have lots of kids. And, um, you know, from an early age, I just remember with my own kids, you know, it's such a different world than the world that, that I grew up with. I mean, foods are a lot more complicated. There's a lot more ingredients in them that we can't pronounce. But even, even going back to the birth experience, I mean, I, I remember being in the hospital with my wife and and feeling like there was there was pressure or incentive or whatever word you want to use there for her to even you know, begin using formula with a newborn baby and not encouraging, you know, even like breastfeeding and stuff like that. Now, I understand that that can be a challenge for some women. I don't want to bring any shame to that at, at all. But, you know, it just seems like even from from birth, this is a commercialized industry now that has so changed what we eat, the way we eat, the things that are in our foods all the way up until certainly adulthood and everything. And so I, I, I don't know. Can you give a primer? Can you give the audience maybe some background on some things that, that maybe you've learned on that topic and just some of the things that they wouldn't know because, I mean, they're consumers, quote unquote, according to the advertisers and everything. They walk into a grocery store and, you know, basically look at what's on the shelf and say, oh, well, I guess this is what we eat and this is what we have to buy and end of story. And they don't really know a whole lot. Maybe some do, some that have been in your care a little bit more, but you know, the average person out there probably doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge on this subject. So what say you on this topic and how did we get to where we are and what are some of the challenges that people are facing from uh, from your perspective? I, I think a lot of times it's we're too busy. We're really busy people. We put so much into our schedule. Um, I, I remember when looking at my baby book, my mom had a baby book for all of our kids. And so I looked in the baby book and it had the, the, the ingredients on how to make your own formula. So obviously we weren't breastfed very long at my house, but you know, it was like, okay, you used this powdered milk kind of stuff. You used caro syrup, which is used for making candy. And, and there was like another ingredient in there. And I was like this, I mean, and then this was the natural version of it. So if that's the natural version of it. Then I don't know the one that comes in the can that has to last a lot longer, has a lot more ingredients in it. So I, I, I think it's a, a, it's a sad thing for women who, who can't breastfeed. Um, but there are so many things, things now where they've got all these, I don't know what they call them, lactase, lactation specialists and stuff, that there's so many people out there that um, will help you that that is still something that you should do. I mean, it's good for our bodies as women and it's good for our babies. So it's one of those things where you need to, or you can still seek out help with it. It's not just a cut and dry, you know, anymore. There's, there's so much there's so much more that you can do as opposed to just saying, well, I, I don't feel like it. You know, it does help your baby immensely. And it gives it all the, all the um, 
antibodies and all that into your child so that your child is protected the first year of life while you're breastfeeding because it's getting all your natural antibodies going through the milk. So it's really something important you really want to do and that you do want to seek help if you can't do it and have them, you know, help you do it. Yeah. I mean, food matters. It's not, oh boy. You know, just because you put it in your mouth and you swallowed it doesn't mean it's going to have a positive effect on you. And so with newborn babies, it's so important that they, again, God designed it to, to be breast milk is to, is to be the main diet. I mean, again, there's there's you're going to hear us talk about 2 plus 2 equals 4, science versus 2 plus 2 equals 5. Mm-hmm. The merchants of, of, again, let's just break it down. They call it formula. Formula. They don't call it food. They don't call it breast milk. So it's a formula of something. You know, I used to have instructors say, look at the side of a Snickers bar and look at the ingredients there and then compare that to a, 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 for, a can of formula or whatever. The, the ingredients are very similar. And so you're given this baby who was made by God to get breast milk, right? Or And again, the whole lactating thing, we'll tackle that later. I mean, there's, a, there's issues. We have people who are unable to lactate. They they get adjusted, they get their body to power turned back on, and, the, right. and, the, and the, the, the milk comes back in, right? Or the baby's unable to latch, and we adjust the baby, and now the baby's able to latch. So there's a lot of reasons other than what we're aware of. but well, Even the even the black duck. Yeah. Like, I, be, I would get those, and getting adjusted, it would just go, go right away. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, because, so again, the body wants, the woman's body wants to make breast milk. If it's not, then there's an interference somewhere, and our kind of doctoring wants to remove that interference, it could be stress. It could be a nerve nerves being stressed in the in the mid back. It could mm-hmm. be the what the what the mommy is eating and not knowing right. because they're not going right. to get that. Like you said, Jeff, in the hospital, or they're going to say, "Oh, here's the formula." So, and again, that's not that's not a way to create a healthy brain is by giving the baby. Again, are you a bad person? No, maybe you didn't realize it. Again, my patients always say, "Well, if it's bad for me, why do they sell it to me?" And I'm like, because we'll buy it. Like, Dr. Joe, if diet soda is really bad for you, why are they selling it? They should know better. No, we'll buy it. If formula is really bad for this baby, why do they sell it? Because we'll buy it. it there's, 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 there's a merchandising out there in the two plus two equals five world to get us to realize that God makes junk, your body doesn't know what to do, and you need man's way of food in order to make this child better, happier. And the reality is it's not working. It's a complete lie. Guys, tell me then, you know, we, we obviously we talked about infancy there, but, you know, the times have changed as well. Again, it, it would seem, and I'll, I'll give you a funny example of this because, Joe, I know you promised me that you would talk about um, a healthy ice cream, <laughs> hopefully later. So I'm just itching mm-hmm. to get that. So I want to tease that for the audience there. But I remember as a kid, one of my favorite ice cream brands, in fact, still my favorite, um, you know, used to sell itself on the idea of they, they would use like little kids in their commercials and the kids would read the ingredients on the side of the ice cream, you know, container. And it was like milk, cream, sugar, end of story, right? Nothing else. And and now even those that used to be the more natural brands have a bunch of things added in there that half of us can't even pronounce. We don't know what they are, you know, whether they're good or bad or, or not. You know, you talked about the food dyes earlier and everything, but maybe how is for, for a parent out there that's trying to help their child or would love the idea of their child eating their way towards a smarter brain? What are some of the things that they need to be aware of that are now in foods that maybe were just never there before 
or or maybe we just never fully understood how bad those things were for brain development and you know and and for vitality etc what are, what are some of the the sort of hacks or just the inside things i know that there's a million of these out there but what are some of the main ones that you would want the uh, the audience to be aware of i would say food dyes i'd say your red dye 40s um or any of your food dyes they are a brain irritant i mean and you do, you don't want that because your your kid has enough stuff that has they have to deal with now um, but to have their brain not feel right because it's irritated, you know, it's not like, it's not like you've got like this massive headache or anything like that. It's going to be, you just are, you just don't know why you're antsy or, 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 or you just want to like be mean to your brother or something. Cause mm-hmm. you just don't feel right. Well, that's what the dyes do. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, if you need a science degree to pronounce what you're drinking or eating, it probably doesn't belong in your body. So if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Um, if it has a warning label on it, don't eat it. If it has, you know, we say the pink pack, blue pack, or yellow pack, the artificial sugars and sweeteners, don't eat it. You can find food that we used to tell our kids, food is your friend. Let's find food that's your friend. Or we would say, mm, that food's not your friend. Mm-hmm. And so, number one, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. And And again, when did this start way back when was when they started wanting to create food that had a longer shelf life. I mean, how long does an apple last on a shelf versus a Twinkie? I think there's Twinkies they made 30 years ago that people are still trying to eat. And so sometimes, we, again, the whole lie is that, well, food doesn't matter. Just feed them whatever. Make them happy. But it does matter if you, it's important to have a happy brain. If mm-hmm. you want this child being able to read and to comprehend and to learn and not have emotional issues and have clear skin and be able to carry on a conversation and not just be tuned out by just using food as as the babysitter. Food can has a way has a way to feed the brain and to nourish it. And food has a way to destroy the brain and to have it shut down. So the ingredients do matter. So high mm-hmm. fructose corn syrup, mm-hmm. red dye forty, blue aspartame. lake six, aspartame, MSG. Mm-hmm. Um, again, sucralose is a big one. You got to watch out, especially for people out there who want to do the you know, the protein drinks and all these different Gatorades and stuff like that and things is sucralose is simply Splenda, which is a neurotoxin. Again, these are all neurotoxic. Yeah, aspartame. It crosses the blood-brain barrier, which means it has direct access to your brain. I'm sorry, but I I don't want to give direct access to my brain to anybody. Right. And they're all, this thing has toxins and they have a, a, makes the brain grumpy effect and your brain runs everything. So that's going to affect your mood. That's going to affect function. It's going to affect your immune system. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect hormones, hormone development. So again, all those things have a, have a, what we call brown grass effect, a negative effect on all that stuff. And we do it with every, every, our spoon and our fork, every bite, every thing we put in our mouth is either going to have a healthy effect or a negative effect on the brain. Um, and so again, can't pronounce it, don't eat it. And we always would try to find, again, getting back to your ice cream question, mm-hmm. is like, okay, we're not going to be, <laughs> we've learned over the years, you know, your firstborn is your practice kid. So you always practice on that one. But we really tried to be fair to our kids. So if they wanted ice cream, if we had ice cream, then we would either make it ourselves or we would find a brand that simply, you're right, it's got it's got sugar and vanilla and cream in it. And then right. we would go buy um, healthy nuts or healthy chocolate and, mm-hmm. you know, dark chocolate or regular chocolate and put it, we would make our own, A, mm-hmm. it saved money, but B, we would make our own. We'd find the healthiest version to whatever our child wanted to eat, whether it was for breakfast, 
lunch, dinner, snacks. We still do that, really. We do. We've taken it up a notch because as as you age, sometimes your body doesn't tolerate milk as well. Um, so now it's like cashew ice cream or coconut milk and almond ice cream. So it 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 has taken to that aspect too, to where it's not just the regular stuff. We don't you you don't just grab any of the stuff off the shelf anymore. You do go seek out where they sell the better stuff. Mm-hmm. And and we teach it. I mean, we've taught on our videos for years uh, how to a make a shopping list, but b you know, you, cause you can't wing this. I mean, if it's five o'clock and everyone's starving and you drive p- past a fast food store, you're going to cave because mm-hmm. if you crave, you're going to cave. So you have to be able to know, okay, you know, look at your stash drawer. Do you have a bunch of junk in there, you know, or do you go to, to the coffee shop and get what I call crappuccinos? Or do you, do you know when you're hungry? Do you know when your kids are hungry? Do you right. know if you skip breakfast, how that'll affect you or your child when it comes at the end of school? I mean, you just, it, it becomes. Right. You, you plan, you plan to be hungry. Yes. So it's like, okay, if we're going in the car anywhere near from one o'clock to four o'clock, we plan to be hungry. I'm bringing something with me because the kids are going to want something. And it does keep you from just turning in and doing a drive through. Let's have some, this something yummy and let's make something at home or let's even make our own healthy cookies when we get home or something so that it, it's more of a planned and then something to look forward to that's going to keep them motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Mrs. Ave has a great family recipe for brownies that we make. At one point, we might have used wheat, you know, from the store, organic wheat. And we've learned that now we grind our own wheat because we can go, we just, we just learn things, right? And, and now sometimes we put a little more almond flour in it because mm-hmm. we're learning. But we're just learning ways to navigate this world and to make sure food is going because the body is 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 wonderfully made. It can adapt. Right. We're not saying every meat, every meal is perfect. You know, like even in our office, we teach, listen, have a vacation day. Have one day a week where you go and you just have the pizza and you have the whatever and your body can adapt. Right. But if that's your all the time diet and that's the, everything you're eating every day, then you're not going to like, again, how that child's brain is responding, uh, whether it's sleep, whether it's waking up, whether it's trying to motivate them, whether it's trying to get them to do their chores. It's just going to be a battle. And lots of times we're sabotaging relationship simply with the food that we're eating because food does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it matters. And we've just learned how to make it fun. We've, we've, we, you know, our kids now tell us, yeah, we used to take our healthy food and trade it in for Doritos and all kinds of other stuff because our kids, uh, you know, they actually liked what we were making, but they always wanted what they couldn't get at home. So they had this little food thing going on when they trade at lunch with, with their kids and stuff. So yeah, yeah but we, we, we the truth also, comes out now. Yeah. We also find out that that what we try to do is that if the world has, you're bombarded with all these food choices, at least they're going to get a good meal at home. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that if we send you to lunch with a good meal and you choose something else, that's your business. But at home, I'm going to make sure that it's always a good meal so that you can at least eat well part of the time, you know? One of the things that Eileen and I bring to you now, you're like, yeah, whatever. No, no. Our oldest is 33. We have a 30, we have a 27, we have a 20, almost 22 year old. And we watch them and they are making very close to similar food choices that we've raised them with, that they've learned. I mean, sure, they have their days, but overall, they're more on what we have taught than just they, they come back to it always completely <laughs> losing their minds and just eating junk all the time. So it does. So parents lose, don't lose heart. So good seeds, water them. 
and and they, you you'll watch them because they don't like how they feel when they try to eat like maybe their friends or others do. So yeah, Doc, it was interesting that you said earlier, um, sort of have a call it let's call it a cheat day. You know, one day a week you're gonna eat the pizza, you're gonna do whatever, and you know that becomes a, a bit of an event. And and you definitely and I think very accurately contrasted that with the average. Uh, person or family out there that lives like that most of the time. All right. And so I, I want to talk a bit because you're talking about a lifestyle change and you're talking about food being um, fuel rather than what you said earlier. For many people, it's an idol. And so that is going to be a shift for some people to begin thinking that way and to do that way. And so what are some baby steps? Not that I want to ease the transition, because I think like like you said earlier, this is not easy. You've got to be deliberate on this. But but what are some baby steps just to get started and, and, and maybe even taking finances into account? I think a lot of people have this belief, and maybe some of it's true, that eating truly healthy is a little bit more expensive or something. If that's true, address it. If not, just what are some things that they can do to to start making some real changes that you know would eventually you know slide into a full-on lifestyle where 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 the cheat day really does become one day a week rather than you know, six and, and maybe one healthy. I don't know if you can say it's truly more expensive because when if you think about it, if you add your grocery bill, but then you also add your eat out bill, I think if you're buying the junk food, it may seem a little cheaper, but then you're eating out, which costs you even more money. Where if you're doing it at home and, and eating healthy at home, you've got the food there and then you take it with you to work and you eat. So I think it's, I think it's very comparable. I, I think it's about the same amount. Yeah, if you tackle let's let's tackle the money thing first. Um, again, uh, whatever eating out, you got to stop eating out first of all. I know. Oh no, or maybe having eating out one day a week. You know, make your you make your breakfasts, make your whatever. If you stop uh, off at a Starbucks or somewhere and stuff like that, start making your own stuff. You can buy all that stuff and make it. Whether it's the packs, start making your own meals is the first thing. Home cooked meals are healthier than. Any meal made at a restaurant or fast food, no matter where it's at. So I would say the first thing is make a commitment to save money, which you would make a commitment to eating at home and you can make up. There's different ways. I mean, it's so much easier now to than 30 years ago to pre prepare your meals. You know, you could cook all your meals on a Sunday. There's different ways people do that. They, they prep all their meals, you know, um, mm -hmm. and so you have breakfast, you have lunch, you know how to shop. You make sure that your food is that the food is purchased. You have a shopping list. Don't just shop when you're hungry. So getting the money, the budget under control is basically just buying food and letting your friends know, nope, we've got it here. And so it's better proper planning than anything. But then what can you start? Baby steps. First of all, drink more water. You know, drink water. As simple as it sounds, drinking water will help hydrate your body and will start to curb your cravings. Um, so many kids, they don't drink water. They drink coffee or tea or soda mm -hmm. or something that might've had water at one time in it, but it's like, get rid of, you know, get rid of everything they're drinking and just start giving them water. Right. Cause they're drinking their calories sometimes with yes. all the Gatorades and all those other things. They're eat, drinking so many more chemicals that they even realize. Yeah. Milk is very sugar. That's why they like... I got to have my milk. Yeah, because it's got sugar in it and it's got, especially if it's, if it's not organic, it's got sugar in it and you get addicted to the sugar and you get your sugar hit from the milk and it has all kinds of other things. With So just start drinking water. Um, and then another step is simply just start adding to like, okay, 
if we used to always say, okay, if your breakfast is normally something from 7-Eleven, add a banana, add an apple, start adding food made by God, if you would, into your breakfast, into your snacks. You know, they call it the addition rule. You start adding what you want because A, if it's in the house, your chances are better at eating it. But if it's not in the house, then so again, you're the one that fills up that grocery cart. You're the one that fills up that pantry. You're the one that fills up that kitchen. So if you have food there that's not your friend, then who's the one buying it? Stop buying it, right? That right. so just making those little simple changes. I, I think also that you just do choose one thing. Choose to maybe change your breakfast or choose to just to change your lunch, you know, so that you're just doing one thing. And then, you know, in the next month you change one more thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm drinking more water than the next month. Well, I'm actually going to go for a walk, you know, every day or three times a week or whatever you want to do. You just change one thing so it's not overwhelming because there's just so many things that we're doing nowadays that we don't know why we're doing them and they're not necessarily helping us or helping our health. So just change one thing at a time and then do it for yourself. Just do it to say, you know what, I want to feel better. I want to, you know fit into my clothes better. I don't want to be poofy. I don't want, you know, I, I want to do it for me because I, I care about me. Yeah. You know, you need to love yourself to say, I can take better care of myself. Yeah. And, and my and, kids. And, and again, at any time, as anyone's listening, you can always reach out to us uh, and message us uh, at spinegeek.com just to say, hey, do you have a video on what you're talking about right now? Do you have something? I don't, I have no idea. Do you have any recipes? We got 30 years of them. We got a ton of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you had said, Eileen, what can I start doing? It's just just start somewhere, taking baby steps, just being able to see where you're at and asking your friends for help and, you know, and, and turning to us, messaging us, finding us. You know, we have recipes. We have all kinds of things. We have this book coming out. But it's like it's out there. You just have to know how to begin to make the changes to get this food thing under control. And it takes time and it takes planning. It takes effort. Yeah, but, but don't get don't get discouraged. No, don't just, get discouraged. Just don't take quit. a step. Just yeah. take a step and just mm-hmm. go, you know, I'm worth it. Doc, if I could, I want to ask this question too. You know, you've talked about some of the things that certainly need to be subtracted from the diet, but you know, what what are some things that you guys might be seeing these days that kids are maybe deficient in that they needed to be, you know, sort of adding to the diet. Maybe they're not eating enough of, you know, that kind of thing. Are there anything, you know, any things that come to mind that you guys would say, man, parents, you need to really be on top of this or this? I I think trace minerals. I think a lot of times trace minerals because you're not really having much of your vegetables and and other areas where you're getting that. And your trace minerals are are things that your body needs to, to do its action. Like your body has to go and it needs some calcium to do its calcium channel to go and let your body heal and fight when you've got some sickness coming on. Healing the gut. Those areas are, are very important. Um, and a lot of times we mm-hmm. don't do the right things, you know, and so we don't eat the right things. And so those, I think those areas are really missing for yeah. children and Actually, all people. Especially for the brain. And, and you can get trace minerals real easy by just taking some, like we take Himalayan pink sea salt. And we'll take either a half or a little quarter quarter teaspoon or a little bit and just put it in the water and sip on that. And it has a very positive, healthy effect on the brain, on, you know, as far as that goes. So it's simple. It doesn't have to be expensive. Um, another thing is protein. Um, we have way too much sugar in our diet today, even if it's just from fruit, even if it's just from, you know, breads. Lots of times we're addicted to bread, we're addicted to fruit because the sugar is in there, we're addicted to milk, the sugar, the high carbohydrate meals. 
And so I would say protein. So, you know, hard-boiled eggs, scrambled eggs. Um, you know, we used to make, take scrambled eggs and oatmeal in the morning and just have food. For, you know, if you wanted to sweeten it, we put maple syrup on it. And so we there's call, minerals in there, too. Yeah, and there's minerals in the, in the maple syrup, too. So for breakfast, we would have eggs. We would have, you know, the oatmeal. We would have the minerals with as far as the, uh, the um, would you say it was just a minute ago? Maple syrup. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then for snacks, you know, you would have apple slices and you could dip it in, in, in peanut a peanut butter. butter. Yeah, or almond butter, you know. And then for lunch, we'd make meat roll-ups where, you know, bread sometimes isn't our friend. Um, and we would just take the lunch meat that was nitrate-free and not raised with, it wasn't Oscar Mayer, it was actual meat, right? And we would roll it up into a pickle or to lettuce or some, celery. Some and even some mozzarella cheese. Mozzarella cheese and make mm-hmm. roll-ups. So it's a sandwich without the bread. Mm-hmm. Make a roll-up. And then, you know, again, snacks. Again, people need, most kids' brains need fat, healthy fat, yep. uh, avocados, nuts, seeds, mm-hmm. almond butter, peanut butter. Um, we always cooked with butter or with coconut oil, right? And they need protein from either a, a clean meat, right? That's important, clean meats, not toxic meats. Um, and from eggs, fish, tuna, not too much tuna, but enough. You know, just protein food. I mean, it sounds real basic, but it's basic food. So protein is important for bodies because our heart is, is, is a muscle and needs protein. Our brain needs fat and protein. A lot of sugar cravings are due because we skipped breakfast and we didn't get enough good fat and enough good protein in our diet. So we would tell the, our parents and our kids at night, oh, you got a sugar craving? I promise you, your Ben's, your body's not craving Ben and Jerry's. It doesn't want ice cream. Sorry. What it does want is fat and protein. So we would take celery sticks and we would just dip, dip them in the almond butter or peanut butter and eat that. And after about 20 minutes, the sugar craving went away. And now everybody can go to bed and they're happy and they're, 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 hung, they're not hungry anymore. Guys, last question for you with the, um, the the season that we're in, the holidays coming up, especially that one where lots of kids come home with big bags of, uh, of candy. How, how does the Arve family uh, navigate something there? How have you traditionally? Um, you got any tips and insights? I mean, I'm not looking for the easy way out of this. I mean, it may just be don't do it. But is there is there some kind of alternative or some kind of way that you as a family sort of chose to navigate these things and maybe some wisdom in that that you can share as a closing thought? We, we did different things. Um, if they if they wanted to go with their friends, we'd let them go. And then they'd come back and they were like, you, you can have the things that they don't have dye in it. And so they would pick through the stuff and we'd we'd take the stuff that that had dye in it and we'd throw it away. Um, and then we would say, OK, then we're going to take you to the health food store and you can pick out what you want. Mm-hmm. And so we would we would do trades. You know, oh, the teacher, you were a good kid at school and they give you these little dyed candies. And we're like, well, let's go get some without the dye. And so we would, we'd always do a trade so that you didn't go, they didn't go without, they never missed. Um, but they did get to have a healthier version of that. And so then, then we explained to them, you know, that this is not good for your brain. And, and they're like, oh, well, then I don't want to eat it. Cause they're like, I don't want to hurt my brain. And then, um, we'd go find something else and they would get their candy and they would be happy and I mean, you, they definitely ate way less because we would toss out mm-hmm. so much, but, um, you know, but then it'd be, it'd be, and if they wanted to eat it all, like you just eat it all. And then at a certain time, it's all going in the garbage. Right. And so, um, yeah, dad, dad always had the great exchange. We never tried. I mean, we really, I mean, compared to how I was raised and my wife was, I tell people, don't forget we were, I was born in 1965, which means I look at the world, I'm, you know, we really tried to help 
be kind and considerate to our kids. So they, if they knew they were someone was going to hand out a red dye, yucky something that was not good for their brain at school, they could bring it back and they could just change it for something that they could have. So they weren't, we weren't just sucking up and going to go out a treat. But understand, when you eat food and when you eat candy, that's really has sugar and chocolate and milk in it. You're satisfied. You don't need to eat the whole box of donuts or the whole bag of cookies Mm -hmm. because they're full of nutrients and you're satisfied. The other thing that we would never do when they were eating that, that seasonal bag of candy, it wasn't like you can't, I would say, go ahead, take one bite and go to the next one, go to the next one and let them burn through it because no, you can't eat that next piece of candy until you finish the first one. Well, we might've started off with that mindset, but once we realized that one bite and go on, they would burn through that bag much faster. And like, like my wife mm-hmm. said, she was ruthless. Hey, <laughs> you got to this date to finish this thing. If not, it's gone. It's gone there. You know, forget about the starving kids. It's going because that's the thing about a cake, right? You make a cake for someone's birthday. You have the candy, you know, the, what would we call it? The, the, uh, harvest season, right? Yeah. Give me a break. But you have this bag of candy. It's like, no, you don't have to eat, have a few pieces, enjoy it, and then throw the cake, throw the pie, whatever. Oh, no, we have to eat all of it. No, you don't have to eat right, all of it. Right. Enjoy it and then pitch whatever's left over. Yep. Don't feel like you have to eat the whole thing. Right. You know, burn through it, have it, enjoy it, done. Be over with it. And But if you eat, like we would go, I mean, that's the time we would spend money. We would go to a health food store and we'd buy real candy, sugar, chocolate, stuff like that. We wouldn't buy the crap stuff that would crap out our children's brains and in our own case cause a daughter to have a seizure. Mm-hmm. You know, we would buy real. So that's where we would spend money because uh, that's what we, we, and then they could exchange it yep. for healthy stuff. So we just tried to always be fair and do that. Yeah. Well guys, I appreciate your perspective on that. I know there's a lot of parents out there that struggle with these kinds of things and you know, it's a, it's a, it's an uphill battle for sure. They're faced with choices and, mm-hmm. you know, seasons and holidays, wh- whatever it is, a number of different things. And so your wisdom is definitely appreciated, not just from, from people who have a good theory in their head, but from a family who has literally lived this out. And so I know that the audience was blessed by this. And so audience, we want to thank you as, as always for giving us 30 minutes of your time. And we hope that you'll share this with somebody who needs to hear it, subscribe on whatever platform that you're on. And we will catch you next time on another episode of nature makes the rules. Thanks for listening.